Alright everybody, welcome back to Movie Talks and Chill at the Sunscreen Film Festival, day number three. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Dutch Wall. And we have some special guests with us, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm KT Curran. I'm the writer-director of our film Bridge to the Other Side. It's a feature film here at the festival. Hi, I'm Jerry Chamos. I'm the producer of Bridge to the Other Side. And I am Ryan Dean. I am the cinematographer. Very nice. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, taking thank the you. time here. Um, let's just kick it off with the obvious. What's the movie about? Can you tell us about it? Uh, the movie is about a young widow who um, was married to a firefighter, and she lives in the dystopian world after the pandemic, and she is grappling with her firefighter husband's death, and she joins a crisis response team, and it becomes a thriller as she travels through the town with another paramedic, rescuing young people who are in the midst of violent mental health episodes. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of themes going on yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Um, so, you know, obviously, that's a big story. Uh, a lot of integral parts to it, uh, a lot of themes there. Uh, what kind of inspired you to do this story or bring you into it? Well, what inspired us to do this story was we were really looking at the state of America after the pandemic <laughs> and how it was affecting so many people's lives is particularly young people, first responders, and people who were disproportionately affected by the pandemic, who didn't have those backup systems. And out of that, we began doing a lot of interviews, 150 people talking to firefighters, police officers, therapists, nurses, uh, and a lot of kids, and to see how are you doing? Are the kids all right? How is the country? What is the parameter of where we are today? I could ask each of you, you know, how did you come through? Did you come through unscathed? How's your mental health? Are you coping? Did you start drinking more? Did you have a rise in anxiety? We started asking those kinds of questions because <laughs> we're asking ourselves those things, you know? <laughs> and um, how are we okay? And how do we get back on track? And how do we find the light at the end of the tunnel? How do we get to the other side of the bridge? And out of that arose this beautiful fictional story uh, set in a firehouse about uh, getting to the other side and finding peace and love and hope again. Oh, very nice. And what I loved about it was the fact that, you know, with first responders, your police officers, your firefighters, your paramedics, your nurses and stuff, we don't think about their after thoughts. We don't think about their mental health. We think they're there to help us. They're there to help our families and take care of us and put us back in the right track. But nobody thinks about the effects of what happens to them. And what was so beautiful about the story was that we did get to see that side of it because they are people just like we are. And they have families just like we do. And they are traumatized just like we are. But we're expecting them to do their job because that's what they've signed up to do. So the story touching the lives of them and showing their other side of the, of the coin was uh, something that was very touching for us to be able to tell. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's uh, like who puts the people back together that put us back together. Exactly. exactly. I like that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, the firehouse where we filmed a lot of our big scenes was from Cape Coral, which was hit, had devastating hit from Hurricane Ian. Yeah. They lost two of their fire stations. And they were also, their own homes were underwater, but yet they were up all night rescuing people. And the effect, when they're worried about their own families, but their job is to help everyone else, mm -hmm. you know. And so the trauma of that, like we've all, you know, in Florida, 
and across the country gone through a lot in the past three years. Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, you, did you wrap up shooting on this very recently with, with uh, doing Ian Aftermath? Yeah, so we we wrapped. Um, January, it was actually twenty twenty two. Well, we wrapped yeah. shooting and then editing August twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. Yeah, we shot last Christmas. It was a three week production schedule. Okay. Last Christmas, and we wrapped uh, principal photography right at the uh, beginning of January. Oh, very nice. And then an eight month process for post. <laughs> and the nice thing about um, with with this type of story, it's you know you see movies about you know certain things whether it's about trauma or mental health or a disaster and you know certain people it hits home with because obviously they experienced it and you know I've never been in a tsunami situation so I can't connect with that as well as someone has been and God forbid it ever happened but um, you know the pandemic affected everybody everybody I mean and not you know not even just with the this you know the disease and the illness and everything like that but also people losing jobs and you know, outside getting of this sick, little thing, people losing get family members, anxiety yep. and stress levels yep. are, are all time highs. Yep. I mean, you can imagine the stress that a lot of those mom and pop businesses went through when the, you know they shut down. I, I know someone personally who had just opened a hair salon one month before the pandemic actually came right. through. She had been yeah. saving and working for ten years. She'd been saving up to do her own, open her own place, open it, shut down two months later, and then she just didn't get the business. So, I mean, I'll definitely. That's something that's traumatizing for people. So yeah, yeah, like you also said, have to look at the, the underlying factor that trickles down to the children as well. Mm-hmm. They were they're being pulled out of their social skills. They're being pulled out of their, uh, you know, their after school programs, their school programs, their summer programs and stuff, and they're being secluded and without any contact whatsoever. And then seeing what the effects are with their parents and their grandparents and the loss of that, and that trickled down to them as well. So it was yeah. it was affecting everybody on multiple generational levels. Yep. And it's, it's with this movie, we were looking for a story that could somehow gather all these issues together mm-hmm. and tell a very human story <laughs> about two people and that, that overcoming their own personal trauma in order to move forward and to help save the world. <laughs> Which is kind of what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Working through our own trauma. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, it, 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 did it premiere today or is it... Yes, we just uh, premiered at uh, 115 here. But it actually premiered in Los Angeles in September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that was going to be my um, next question. Like, how many times has this been in a film festival? Is this like premiere one or has this no. been... Oh, no. We've been in LA, Toronto, Texas, Chicago. Oh, wow. All across Florida. Nice. But we are so happy to be here at Sunscreen. Yeah, what a beautiful seriously. festival yeah. you have. Yeah, and right? yeah. everyone has been... Amazing, charming, charming. So, very, yeah. very ready uh, to greet forthright. you the minute you yeah. absolutely. Here. Well, we all we all live nearby. Well, you guys live. In we're Sarasota. in Sarasota. Okay. 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 We're, we're I based live, out. I in live in Orlando. And so okay. I'm in from North St. Pete. These two are in Largo. Yeah. So okay. we're all so, yeah. around here. Yep. All in the same St. Kind of Pete is bubble. gorgeous. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Born and raised here. So. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And that actually, that was I was going to come up to that question is how you guys heard of the Sunscreen Film Festival, but if you're Kind of local, I'm so glad to do Right. That. Well, I, I had a film in here back um, in 2004. Okay. So I knew of sunscreen back then. And it was wow. it was as fun then as it is as now. Very accommodating, very forthright and stuff. So was that, that must have been like one of the first couple of years then, right? I yeah, believe. absolutely. This is the 18th annual, however, given the pandemic. They skipped right. They right. Had to do like a, a, yeah, they had just so come. Yeah. So I'm technically not 43. 
Yeah. I'm still I'm 35. Old, I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, we That's a good way to look at it. You know what? Those years do not count. We can take those years off. They don't count if I can't remember Don't count the pandemic. See, I call it leveling up now because I'm a video game nerd. I just level up each year. That's cool. Have you guys had Our a chance to? Our on Surviving Lunch, my last feature, mm -hmm. Tony Ahito had a film here, was it last year, about, uh, what's the name of his film with Parker? Um, a beautiful film about teen pregnancy from a male perspective. Really? And it's done beautifully, and it was here. And he's from this area, Tony Ohito. He's in L.A. now. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh -huh. Have you guys got a chance Icon. to? Icon. 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 That's it. Icon. That does sound familiar. Yeah. 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 We weren't here too year? long last year. Yeah. Um, didn't have to because the first time I was here was last year. Um, we weren't here too long last year, but we were here on like Saturday, the biggest day, talking to local filmmakers. Right, right. You and can't I do see everything. Yeah. 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 And I do remember someone mentioning Icon, so mm -hmm. I believe it was last Beautiful year. Beautiful film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got to, sometimes we'll get a chance to get a sneak peek of some of the stuff. And, uh, yeah, but we're up here a lot of times doing the interviews. Our main goal here is to showcase the town here and, and you know get to meet you guys because yeah, it's awesome that. for us. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, we're excited about it. Like I said, we're just goofy movie lovers here, and we just <laughs> haven't talked about movies and everything. But you know, this gives us an opportunity to you know touch base with the people who are actually making the film. And independent film is is amazing. I love it. I can I'll Thank take you. an indie film over you know us. Stupidly over budgeted Hollywood flick any day. Feeling, feeling is mutual, <laughs> yes. man. Yeah. Unless well, it's Star Wars, then I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, have to, I have to watch I it. I really <laughs> feel our cinematographer here, DP Ryan Patrick Dean, just did such full name. an incredible job of making our film look like when I premiered in LA. I was had a lot of agents come and producer types and friends in the business, and they're all like, "What was it, KT? Like two, three mil?" Your budget, I was like, I didn't know what to say. Our budget was like 200,000. And that's he, a shoestring budget nowadays. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like oh, so far. low. And yeah. Ryan made it look like a two million dollar movie. Yeah, our and production I, value was through the roof on yeah, this. Yeah, and so sweet. You go into every project trying to do that, you yeah. know, and, yep. and but they, you know, I think what we had going for us too, though. You know, is we had beautiful locations to shoot at. We, were, we shot most everything in, in uh, Sarasota, but we did, like she said, we went to Cape Coral and shot at a firehouse. Mm. But it just brought so much to the production. Yep. You know? um, Florida is a beautiful it's place. It's a beautiful it place to film. Yeah. Well, and, and we have about 18 to 20 locations in the film, all oh, through wow. Sarasota mm -hmm. and Cape Coral. And well, I think we've talked about it with uh, with Tony Armour one time. You know, there's so many different aesthetics. Even just in the Tampa St. Pete area, like you could, oh, yeah. you can go to Ebor City and get like the Spanish style houses, or either you can still in some places get like the colonial style homes. Or you can shoot any type of like genre just, movie in the area. See, Absolutely. A little, little side note here: I just had a conversation yesterday with a producer who wanted to bring a film to Miami, and I was like, "Why Miami? Let's go to St. Pete, Tampa area." Yes. They're considering it. So I was like, sweet. Let's very, go. I need to talk nice. to Tony. Uh, yep. Well, there's uh, there's a new film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, when I uh, uh, we call him Big T. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what Houston calls. Yeah, that's what Houston calls. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, he was founder. But, um, well, I mean, it, to be so friendly to filmmakers that uh, makes people want to film. It makes yeah. you want to film there. Yeah. Sarasota is like that. They're very <clears> welcoming. With restaurants, they, one bar 
he gave us the keys to his bar and yep. went home to bed and yeah. let us have his and he bar. Just let us have it was pretty I mean, he wow. did know us, but mm-hmm. not that well. But we were in and out of there yeah. several nights, you know, yeah. throughout. Yeah. And restaurants. But that happened with, like, houses. Everybody. And, you know, like, here's school, the keys. Yep. Yeah. And, like, all these, uh, really, pretty much all the locations. Yeah. There was pretty that much all the locations. That alone would have made it $2 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. You make but some not, of your best friends at last call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we found uh, shooting the bar. Right. Yeah. We fa- found all levels of, of production, whatever medium may, may be. If you know the right people, or if you, you know meet, and by right people, I don't mean like the nicest people in the world, but you know if they're friendly or if they're just open minded and know right. what you're doing. Like we've uh, had some recordings when we did interviews on a regular podcast. Obviously, here we have an uh, area to do it in, but we just record out of an apartment. But if we have certain actors, actresses on, we'd like to do it, you know, off-site. And sure. Dude, we've done it at some restaurants. Been like, hey, can we use this restaurant either before you open or during? And he's like, do either one. If you want to yeah. come in before, yeah. I'll give you the key to the back door. If you want to come in after, just tell everybody you're recording and you do whatever you want to I'm be learning like the, the older I get all you gotta do is ask yes, yes. it's yep. kind of a silly yep. easy but it works yeah. the thing they can does. tell you is no all and then, you, then no. you're the same yeah. place you work exactly. and you always have a backup plan yeah. 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 always have a backup plan Gavin's apartment right. yep <laughs> and it doesn't hurt that you know you always give back a little bit because like if you shoot a restaurant or a bar or a firehouse or something that's being showcased in the movie, yeah. so it's absolutely. like it's almost like the greatest advertising in the world. Light, and, give them credit, yep. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. absolutely. So that is fantastic. Well, you know, like you said, thank you guys so much for joining us. We don't want to keep you too long. Appreciate I know. It. I, I do want to get down to some If people weren't able to make these uh, film festivals, <laughs> is there any other way they can build, uh, view this film? Is it on like uh, Amazon yeah. Prime or? It Netflix? will be eventually. Oh, okay. Uh, right, we're still doing festivals. We have Fort Myers Film Festival, and then we're going to Nashville and few other things coming up and then it should be on Amazon Prime. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing it out there. Yeah. And, uh, we'll swap out some cards and get some info from right. you guys and then you can keep us up to date on when it comes out and then when it does we can let the public know. I right. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you can so follow us on Bridge to the Other Side on Facebook appreciate and it. Okay. our website is bridgetotheothersidefilm.com okay. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Uh, guys, stick around with us. We're uh, going to be going offline here, but we will be back with more interviews. Sunscreen Film Festival, day number three. Awesome team, uh, people, awesome team, awesome filmmakers. Uh, stay tuned with us for Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Buds. Touch wall. And to our special guest again. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank thank you, you guys. So much. Thank you. Take care. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Talks and Chill Sunscreen Film Festival Day 3. I keep saying it so much, I'm tongue-tying myself here. Uh, We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And we have another special guest with us here. Michael Robert Kessler. Oh, I should move it closer to me. There we go. That'll work. That works. I can... This is good enough. <laughs> that should be, yeah, okay. yeah, you pick it up good. Fantastic. So, welcome, Michael. Thank you for taking a little bit Thank of time you. to join us. Um, as we said to you just a minute ago offline, this is a free for all podcast. We're going to, but we're going to try to talk about what you're working on and what you got that going on. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fuck podcast. Okay. You said fuck or not to fuck? Or what, is it? what was the saying? Is, is this it a fuck or, or not fuck, fuck podcast? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like our that. podcast, you fuck around and you find out how much fucks we don't fucking give. Yeah. Exactly. But I can't take full credit for that. That does belong to Shane. Well, he did leave. Well, we can yeah, edit that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can edit that out. Yeah, we can. He didn't coin it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did not coin it. So, uh, it is not trademarked yet. Yeah, it hasn't been published yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is all raw. <wrong. laughs> 
So tell us, uh, what brings you to the festival, sir? I have a film here. Okay. It's uh, a short film. It was on uh, the first night. It was made here in Florida. It was the Florida uh, film block. Okay. It's called It's Sunny Outside. Okay. And even if I didn't, I still would have came anyways. Yep. Yeah. I gotta say that this festival is like one of the most fantastic. So what... With our short, we, we finished it, I think, about four months ago, and this is our 29th festival we've been to already with it, and we've been around, I mean, from L.A. to Atlanta to here, and this is, I gotta say, one of the best festivals that, I, I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how many festivals you guys go to and stuff like that, but there's, like, I mean, I haven't been to Sundance, so I, and I know what Sundance is, and it's fantastic, but, but and, and, and not to downplay, damn it, now I just... Erase that part. <laughs> to compare, this is exactly like Sundance. Yeah. So, and, and it's just beautiful. The screen, the, what I, the way I was able to see my film, I've seen it. You never know what you're going to run into when you run into a festival, when you go to a festival, you know? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's just, they're doing a fantastic job, and everything's within walking distance. I've been places where you got to drive six miles to go to the next thing. Your 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 movie's on a TV screen. It's in uh, an auditorium. It's it's and, and nothing against that, because when you're starting out, you got to start out somewhere. Right, you know? yeah. And I mean, they've been doing this for 18 years, and it's just it's just beautiful what they've done. I love it. Absolutely. And we were yeah. saying earlier to another couple when we were talking to them about the location, and everything is that you get this big courtyard area, so it's a nice relaxing if you want to step outside for a minute it's and sit and, and so cool. meet and greet with people, or if you want to have a private convo with someone that you're networking with. There's places to go to. Yeah, there is. Like the couch we were just sitting on top of, yep. getting away from everybody, and there's all these little spots. And then you're right next to Central. Yep. You can yep. go have cigars at three o'clock in the morning. Thanks. You can go walk and yep. you know listen to people preach on the the, the, the pier. Right. You, know, you can listen <laughs> to the homeless guy plays ukulele. Like it's amazing. Like it's just it, it's just a beautiful place and location. And like you said, because there's so many places and things that I've been to, and you go up to the lobby, there's nothing set up for networking. And here, I mean, that's really what it's about. And you know, trying to get your your film into festivals that are close enough for you to be able to go to, mm-hmm. and that they set it up that way where everyone. I've made a lot of connections here, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a heavily networking type area here, you know, and yeah. very easily to network as well. well. Tony Armour set this up. This is a film festival for filmmakers. By yeah. filmmakers for, for filmmakers. Film. Yeah. It is. That's and it feels that way. The panels are fantastic. They yeah. have three panels a day, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I was here all day for them. Uh, I was a little out, a little late last night, um, so trying to get to the ones this morning was tough, and I'm yeah. sad I missed them. But look, now I got the opportunity to talk to you all. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Happy accidents. Happy accidents. Happy accidents. There are no accidents. Yeah. <laughs> well, and going go to your point about, you know, the festival and, and in general about the people, it's, you know, if you go to certain festivals, you know, some people are like, you know, I am so-and-so filmmaker. I am this producer. And, Dude. you know, they don't have time to talk to anybody. If you try to talk, they shrug you off. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk later. You know, call, have your people call my people. Yeah. Go away. You can approach anybody up here and anybody. just say, excuse me, I'm doing this. Or, hey, what are you here doing? I yeah. want to talk for a minute. You got a quick minute. And I've, last year and this year, we have not encountered one person that has really said, can you give me a, just one minute? They just say, yes, we'll do it right now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Or if they have something, if they have to take a phone call real quick. But um, I think maybe one person said that I'll be right back. And they came right back. And, you know, people are willing to, like, they're here to showcase themselves. They are. And a network, and, you know, we're here to showcase the talent and, like, you guys as filmmakers, and so it's really nice to see that, that ability to just, it's not uncomfortable to walk up to anybody it's or, yeah, you know, all. do you work for Universal? No? Well, then I can't talk to you, or, you know, no, you got to be, uh, you got to be a somebody in their eyes. that, you know, like, exactly, looking for something beyond something or gatekeepers or any kind of thing here, and the community in Florida is a, is, is a beautiful filmmaking community. I come from L.A., we, I just moved here about a year ago. And to see the differences and um, um, 
like I, I don't necessarily want to call it jaded, but there there is a difference when you're filming here and you see something being filmed and how there's an audience watching it, and it doesn't happen in LA as much because it's been happening for so long. So it's this different place where people want to invite you into their businesses. Like I don't even want you to pay me anything to come in here and film. Like just come in here, here's some food. Like, yeah. Like can I be in it? Like there's yep. it's just this beautiful like electricity out here. I love it. Yep. There's definitely a synergy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Type feel to for sure. And, and probably like. A, so our, our first interview this morning was uh, was a group of high school kids that were showcasing their movie here. And the cool thing about it was just, like, getting to see that majesty in their eyes. Like, their movie is up on a big screen at AMC. So they beautiful. made that. It's here. Like, and this and they've designed that section for kids so or I won't say kids, it was but high school. young adults it's basically to high get that foot in the door. door. Yeah, to get that first. Right. Yeah, it's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right after that was the college plot too. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just high school. It's anybody who's interested in filmmaking. They're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, submit it and let's see what you do. And, yeah. And we talked about it earlier too about with the kid thing, um, with the high school group and just having the high school category is what the kids said, it, what they loved is they were even at a couple other festivals, like, you know, local Sarasota and stuff. And they even coming from kids who sounded like they were grown adults, you know, 30-something years old, these are, you know, A lot more mature than me at, yeah. Yeah. now. <laughs> but they said all the other festivals that they had been to, they're like, you know, they just kind of show the movie and that's it. They're like, here, they actually let us do Q&As. And it, it kind of really validates them to be like, hey, yeah. not only do people watch our movie, but they're asking us questions. I didn't so. know the Q&A didn't exist at some of the other places. I thought that was a standard thing until you started going around the festivals. And there's quite a few that I went to that there was no Q&A, there was no place in the network like we just talked about, yep. and and not having that, and I think that's the most, you know, that's the sad thing for me, getting rid of DVDs, is having that insert in the back, or having the director's cut in the back, and be able to watch people talk about the way they made it, mm-hmm. and what went into it, and having those things. My daughter, uh, she's a teenager, and she went, goes and collects CDs just for that thing, she can open up, you know, and, yeah, and yep. see pictures yeah. of them in, in behind the scenes, and see that stuff. There's like, something to be said about that. that you know? That's what attracts, uh, people off the street to come see films yep. yeah because if you don't have those things happening why would they want to be here i mean yes to see the films and that's the most important thing but they want they want to connect and they want to talk about the film and what inspired them you know mm-hmm. the, the famous three questions but beyond that and to keep talking it isn't just here's your question and that's it mm-hmm. and then you go talk and, and and you go to some event and somebody off the street that isn't even part of the filmmaking community is like hey your film was great i was like what are you doing oh we're just here just you know watching films like that's amazing that's that's beautiful. I yep. love that. And, and then like here the background, like as they're shooting, like all the magical things that happen and they're like, All right, we had this view and they get to work on it, like, well, actually it would work a lot better if we did this or just change one little thing and that wouldn't happen with uh, yes. like one of my favorite stories is from the MCU with uh, uh, is from uh, Thor Ragnarok. And that uh, scene where he's fighting the Hulk, and he gets in there, and he finally sees the Hulk coming out, and he's going, "Ah, he's a friend from work." That was a line from a kid from Make a Wish Foundation who came I saw in, that. and he was like, "Hey, why didn't you say he's a friend from work?" And that didn't, didn't exist. Think about it. They're like, "That's great. Let's yeah. do that." And yep. then it made the movie. Like that was so like the magic that goes on back and there. And to see those things and hear those things is, is such. I love that thing that they. Uh, I mean, you know, unfortunately he passed away, but they did that on on uh, TMC, and he would talk about the films before the film or after oh, the yeah, film when yeah. they would come on. I forget his name and I feel like a muppet for not knowing it, but he would just talk about it, what it went into it, how many days they shot, the problems they came across. Some of the best documentaries ever made that I watch are about films, like uh, Foreman's Head and, and, and movies on how um, uh, Herzog made that film that he made in the jungle and trying to pull 
you know, ships up mountains that don't work. And just, <laughs> the, 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 the film that never got made about Dune, the making of Dune, like yeah. these are such yeah. cool behind the scene things. It's some of the best docs I've ever seen, you know? Oh, yeah. I've always been, I tell these guys all the time, like, like documentaries, but documentaries about movies, like I'm with you. I love watching, sometimes seeing how it's made more than seeing the actual movie. Even sometimes. though the movie's great, I'm like, oh, seeing all the stuff, the little trinkets and... Because they show everything, the headaches that they go through. Did you, you know. see the movie on Making Don Coyote? I didn't see that one, no. But that I, is, sounds I like I have to. Lost in. I, I, have, I don't want to waste time on, on your podcast looking it up, but there's a film, and we'll look it up afterwards. But it's about making that and how every single bad thing that could possibly happen happened on this film mm-hmm. just over and over and over. And you get to watch them go through hell making it. It was like awesome. one of Johnny Depp's first films. Like it was really, really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And man. that was more. Oh, that was my point. That is more popular than the actual film the actual itself. Movie, yep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just fun to see the kind of the meat and potatoes and all the the gears grinding and what what goes into making it. That's, that's it, it is because everyone thinks that like <laughs> things are all like, oh, it was all mapped out. It was all done perfectly. How they do that? It's like a lot of the times, like uh, at least the way I work, a lot of the things that come out on the screen aren't things that I plan at all. But because of that planning, it came out of that, mm-hmm. you know. And these happy accents are some of the most beautiful things that you'll ever see in film. Absolutely. You know, one that <laughs> uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but there's a next Netflix film I believe it's called The Bubble, and so it's called? it's called The Bubble. Okay. And so it. it's basically they're they're filming a movie in uh, during COVID, and they're trying to do it on site, and it's it's. Like a laughable, so Pedro Pascal's oh. in it. Um, uh, yes, Keegan Michael Key's in it. It's not, it's not a documentary. Yeah, it's a movie. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, and yes. it's it is so because like they they have so David Duchovny's in it and he like plays the guy who's like the cast or like he's been in so many movies. He's a pseudo director now. He was he's trying to rewrite the film well, every day. Like yeah, so yes. like some giant and it's funny because like like first show up two of the actors hug and they're like supposed to be in quarantine for two days yeah. or two weeks and they like cart the guy away like no touching no touching. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool, like, because they throw in, like, you know, different type of actors, and, and they're like, you, you abandoned us on last film. We, we're not talking to you in this film. <laughs> movies about making movies are, are brilliant. Like, yeah, uh, Lost in Oblivion uh, uh, by <clears throat> Steve Buscemi. Well, not by Steve Buscemi, but he stars the director of the, mm-hmm. the film, mm-hmm. Black and White. Like, that's such a great movie. That's a really I, cool one. Even though he was considered the the worst director in history is uh, speaking of Johnny Depp was Ed Wood when you yes, watch that movie Ed Wood that. oh yeah uh, but because they basically show you all the stuff that kind of went into how they made those just awful films but yeah. you know they're so horrible they're kind of good you know, they you are can, I mean those movies you know it, like it showed people how to make films like what do you like and what don't you like about them you know a lot of movies like Piranha and Toxic Avenger and all these old <laughs> t- yeah man it's just like it's just it's crazy that things that they did to make these things and people loved it and they were okay with it and then you know you go too far away from it i think it's starting to peel back there's a lot of this space for independent films especially in the, what's coming out in horror and thriller and things like that they're, yeah they're making these movies for a hundred grand and they're they're pulling in a million like yep. it's just insane and that's we've talked to now we've been talked to so many people now in the past <laughs> few days that i can't remember who it was but we were speaking of like you know doing indie film now it's it is a lot easier to get into or, or get access. I mean, people are making movies with their phones. They are. It comes out with 4K quality. I mean, that you know, movie Tangerine uh, about the prostitute transgender in LA, the whole thing was done on an iPhone and he won festivals. And yep. It, the film looks beautiful, like fantastic. And I think they did the Florida project on that as well, right? They yep. did that on an iPhone too. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. 
but the thing is, like even like before, you're spending a hundred grand just on some film stock. You know, yeah. back in the day, you know, even up to 20, 30 years ago, you know, you're doing that and then trying to print equipment and you know, finding you know, and editing was impossible unless you went to school for it because the yep. things are so intricate. The first convention was five hundred grand or whatever <clears throat> it yep. was. Yeah. And you really had to know it. It wasn't something like you didn't have YouTube videos where you'd be like, hey, let me learn how to do this. Nope. I mean, you had to calibrate everything before you could even begin. But nowadays you can get free editing software. You know, you can find stuff. So, again, going back to, like, you know, the younger kids, too, and for anybody who doesn't have a budget, you have zero money. I mean, if you got a phone, you got a computer and an Internet connection, you can almost make the entire movie My happen. first short was a silent black and white film. We had, we only used practical lighting. We used an iPhone 10. It was two minutes and 13 seconds long. It was a silent film, and we made it during, I was in L.A. at the time for lockdown, so we had nothing, you know, like, how do we do this? And we did it. It looked beautiful. It looked like a commercial. Like, it was just so beautifully shot, you know, and it was just an iPhone with no, no lights, all practicals. Fireplace, some candles, and it just came out beautiful, you know? Like, there's so much you can do with things like that. And, and I see people flipping movies for 10 grand and making a profit, you know, and people are picking up. There's markets that are, want these, these films, whereas before they wouldn't touch it. Yep. So there's this, this area under 50 grand right now that's just so prevalent and people are finding ways to do it, especially if you're somebody that has multi-facet or at least has a team that are willing to be creative together. Like mm -hmm. the Daniels, the way they started out is they have a core amount of people that do all of this stuff. And because the money, most of the money now is to hire the person to do that or you're, you have your uh, locations, you know, or CGI. Yeah. So if you have a group of friends and everyone's willing to do it or you can do five things. I know directors that are, are, are doing all their editing and they're doing their film and they're doing their sound. They're doing all this stuff themselves and they move the movie for nothing. You know, and it's in festivals <laughs> and it gets picked up for distribution. So it's beautiful. And so, now also just finding you know, uh, a unique, well, I'm not going to really say story because a unique story is good. But it is. A, a story. Unique, a unique story, a style, because past 10, 15 years, really, as far as like bigger budget movies, really, even though I love them, you know, all the comic book movies, big fan, I've read comic books as a kid, but everything we've seen is either a comic book movie or a reboot of something I already watched back in the 80s, and yep. it's not a good version of what I watched back in the 80s. And People are starving for an are. interesting story. And you can see it with what's happening with gross profit, and you're seeing opening weekends, and you're seeing things that aren't, uh, what was the one that The Rock just did? You know, the, the um, Adam? Or Black, or, Adam. Black, yeah, Black Adam. Black Adam. Like, there's a lot of those. It's starting to gear towards, and you get something that's original. Look what happened in the last Oscars we had. Everything were done by independent filmmakers. You know, I mean, almost everything, like uh, yeah. the, the... The Whale. The Whale, the uh, Banshee, uh, the Irish one, I forget the name. Uh, like a, oh, man, yeah, well, Colin Farrell. Uh, yes. Oh, I can't think of the name. Such a beautiful job in yes. the movie. Uh, uh, Everything Everywhere at Once. I mean, all of these movies. Love that was that was I a lot better. That was a lot better than I thought it was. Like I, I went, and I, I was like, okay, this is kind of going to be I like didn't a. Didn't want to end. Yeah, I, exactly. I was the same way. I'm like, wow, okay. When you're watching a movie that's two hours and forty five minutes, you don't want it to end. You're like, that's good. That, that's yeah. a good story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that when I watched Wolf on Wall Street too. I was like, oh, that's yeah. all we're gonna hear. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I want to see more of this debauchery. And You're story. ending at selling me a pen? Yeah, Wait a minute. <laughs> an hour scene of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just throwing hundreds. I call these party yeah, favors. more. <laughs> and they're just one up on themselves. Like, how much more drugs can we do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking Benny, huh? Yeah, dude. Uh, well, let me ask you this. So you're from L.A. Um, yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about, like, your career, like, what you've done, like, kind of what got you into film. Have you been doing this? You Like, is this what you've I, always done? I, I've uh, been in sales and finance for the last couple of decades. And during that time, I really wanted to act. But I know I had to support my family because I had a young daughter. I had a wife. We were just married. And so I did both simultaneously. I went to class at night went and worked 60 hours during the week. And just developed my voice as an actor, and um, I started out acting, and I was in class for I don't know close to a decade. Classes also went through Second City before I got to a place to where I was like, the teacher looked at me like, you should be directing, and I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot, and I did. And then I started, um, he started asking me to substitute if he was ever gone. And then I started directing students and. I started bringing scenes in and, and, and putting things in showcases, and I was like, I, I stopped acting after that. I didn't stop, and I still do. I just recently I acted in my own film, but I just was like, yes, this is where it's at. And I love seeing that spark in, in an actor's eye when you both get it, and you're working on something, you're working on something, and you're just waiting, and it just happens. You're like, yes, and you see it in their eye. There's this click that you can mm-hmm. see on somebody when they're just... This, something overcomes them. So that was very infectious, and so I kept doing that. But I didn't quite understand the language and transferring because I am not the most technical person on the, on, on the planet. I, I don't. I have a DP partner. I, I, I don't do my editing. I don't do my sound. But I understand all of them. I made sure that I spent a couple of months to two to three months on each and every thing, so I understood how to speak the language to ask somebody what I wanted and mm-hmm. to also know um, what was not possible, so someone couldn't tell me no. You yep. know. So I. But I, but I still, there's going to be people that are better than me to surround myself. So I'm just basically self-taught, reading, watching, experimenting. And so um, a few years ago, I jumped in. I did uh, a year and a half ago, did my first, that was the silent short. And then I jumped in, I did my next one, which now is in festivals. And we just wrapped on another one and working on a couple of more. And so I had this goal that I wanted to do five or six shorts and work and get better a minute at a time, and then after that, then start jumping into the features because I want I want to get better a minute at a time. I mm. want I want to make sure that what I'm creating is great. And I know everything that everyone makes, even as an artist, is the same, whatever you're doing, it's going to be shit. Like yeah. it's pretty much yeah. going to be a piece of shit. The first thing that you make, you have to be willing to fail and do that. So I was like, let me fail on things that I'm spending my own money on, and that I'm developing myself, and I'm getting my own friends involved and making connections and getting our friends and, and, and all of us being passionate about. So I fucked those up, at least it's not for somebody else's budget because mm. I like working on other people's materials. I love to write, which I do, but I also like to interpret other people's stuff and show somebody something and they look at it and they're like, I never thought that it was like, and, and, but they love it. And they, they're like, but yeah, they started that process to get me to lead them there. So I don't want to screw those things up. So we're on one, two, three, uh, developed the fourth one, and then we got two more in the works. So that'll be it. And um, and I just I need to jump on board. But I love making shorts because there's something about shorts that trying to tell a story. We also do things in between. They're like a minute or two, and trying to tell something or have a joke or something done in a minute. There's this yeah. a, a fascinating art to it. You want a twist. You want something to happen. You want something unexpected, and you want to be able to tell a story with just visuals. And we, we do a lot of that. So because it's on my time, my dime, we can do a lot of experimenting and say, you know, this week I really wanted to do this thing. And then we base it around, we want, we have this concept that we wanted to do for this, something we just wrapped the principle on. We're doing some pickup shots this week, but we wanted to do it through a perspective of other people's eyes. And, and basically as the father character in this piece, 
where he was able to view through different cameras, being at the GoPro, being the doorbell ring, because he was this obsessive father teaching his daughter how to drive. So we did perspectives coming in and out, depending if it was from the daughter's point of view or the, the father's, and trying to match the ring and match the 360 camera and, and, and adding these things in and just mess with that kind of stuff. Nice. Because I like that, just the basic, like, <clears throat> coverage, coverage, coverage. We know what's happening at the ending is boring. Yeah. You know, like, doing those, those like, those shots, like, Tarantino, he didn't invent them, but, like, out of the, the trunk shots and, you know, the, the, the angles and... Like doing all these things than just regular coverage is important to me. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> That's kind of where I was going, like when I was talking about like, you know, styles, styles of shooting, you know, angles that, that all covers all that because it, it creates a unique vision for you. Like that, that becomes does. your style. And they're like, this is a, you know, Gavin Butts production. I can tell kind of like Tarantino, like people yeah. look at it and kind of say, this is Tarantino. But at know? the same time, have it say something and use yes. that camera angle as something that you're supposed to feel, see, or hear, or whatever that might be. I don't know how you hear an angle, but you just, just <laughs> like, it's supposed to do something, not just randomly, like, like, we're talking, and all of a sudden, someone's shooting the whole thing from up above, and yeah. you look weird, and it's like, well, why are you even doing yeah. that? So at least to, have, to try to find purposes to do things that are different, rather than just do a bunch of coverage. So I do come in a lot, like, we do have a, a shot list, but we veer off of those things and make sure that there's room for something that can be open and, and surprise you, like have like like uh, you know the train leading to somewhere, but you're allowed to jump on and off of it, okay. you know, with that yeah. end goal in mind, you know. Absolutely, and like you're saying, you know, with using you know a camera shot or an angle, like you said, how does how does it say something? It's, it yeah. does help become part of the narrative. Yes, like that that is telling part of the story. For sure, you know, whether it's creating a generating an emotion or a feeling or whatever, you know, it is part of it. Or the first person angle, like. Blair Witch Project, halfway yeah. through it makes you sick. Yeah, as long as you're, <laughs> hardcore, yeah, as long as you're not bouncing. Hardcore around. Henry, but yeah. But it was something different. Exactly. And they spent nothing, and yeah. they made millions. Yep. And they had a part two. Yep. Yeah. Which, which was sucked. nothing. It was nothing like the first one. No. Then again, if at my age now, if I watched that with that camera, the way it moved, it probably yeah. knew. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my brain started to get scrambled. Like, it's just, there's a lot of shakiness. Right, right. That is one thing that... When I watch, there's a lot of films out there that, like, you're sitting there and it's like, why are you hand-holding it right now? And it's just this, un like, two people are talking on the couch and there's nothing, a little bit of conflict, but nothing crazy, but there's just this shaking. It's just like, it just makes me sick. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's got to have a reason for sure. It's like, my watch is on the boat. And yeah. In the fun, the yeah. I think the only Handycam movie I didn't get sick of was Cloverfield, like the original one. Yes. Dude, I like that movie. Yeah. yeah, that movie was really good. I like that one. Did you like the one with John Goodman in it? Um, I only got about uh, halfway the, through it before I fell asleep. Was so that probably really not. done? No, yeah. I what that was yeah, I saw Which that one? one? It was Cloverfield Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cloverfield Lane is where and, he kept them down mm -hmm. in that little uh, in the safe dungeon. room, yeah. right? <laughs> this yeah. dirty little dungeon. And and then Netflix had a had a good follow up on that, the Cloverfield Paradox. I liked which, that one a lot. Did you yeah, like that one a yeah. lot? So it kind of like it kind of like talks about time travel and then like alternate realities. And so basically, the the ending of the movie is like ensuing that this the things that happened started the monsters coming into the universe so it like kicked off cloverfield so it was supposed to have that connection that right line. right right so yeah. like they're they're in space and they're like working with some kind of technology and like the 
the premise of it is like they kicked off the Cloverfield universe. I did a scene in class that Spoilers I directed. for a five-year-old movie real quick. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't say what happened, but yeah. it's just the premise. I think, I think everyone's seen it. <laughs> I, I, I directed a, cl- a scene years ago uh, from the one that you fell asleep to, and that there's a scene with John Goodman. <laughs> they're sitting around the table, and the subtext is like that they're trying to get out, and he's figuring out through it about them trying to get out or whatnot, and and had this idea to recreate it with the Baby Shark song when it first came out. <laughs> and I did it, and I showed it to the, the teacher in the class. He's like, that's just not going to work, because the first time you do anything, it's shit anyways. And, yeah. and, I, and I was like, no, it is going to work. I'm going to find a way to make it work. So I, I worked on it for about 50 hours, kept doing it and doing it and doing it and putting it up, and finally, Baby Shark worked. And he's like, I'm wrong. Baby shark. <laughs> There's this baby shark and this clicking. It was just like it was just too much. And then the character started singing baby shark, and he got a little bit crazy. In the ca- it was fun. <laughs> it was cool. It sounds like something like Robert Rodriguez would have done because I, he he takes love. a lot of inspiration from his kids. Yes, that's where like Shark Boy and Lava Girl came oh, from. Oh yeah, yeah, his first short that he <laughs> did. Not his first short, but the short that got into South by Southwest. Yep. Got into a lot of those places was with his children. Yep. It was black and white with his children. You're like. You went from that to El Mariachi, which is, which is really cool, and then to do like Spy Kids and to do all these yep. different movies. That's that's cool. Yep. I like that. And he came. He said how he came up with with the name of it. He was he went to his uh, kids that were playing in the living room. And he's like, "Hey, Daddy's uh, gonna be." This is what I've heard. Now don't quote me on this. I don't know Robert. We didn't talk about this. Um, but he said he walked in. The kids were playing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna work on this idea." And you know, he was basic premise. What do you call it? And the kid was like, "I don't know, Shark Boy and Lava Girl." He's like, "All right, there it is." <laughs> I don't think the kids got like any royalties. You want me to text him and ask? Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell him to send me a copy of that movie Twenty One Fifteen. The, the movie I'll never see. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm determined to see this. So what is this? I don't know anything about so this. So John Malkovich um, was in a movie directed by Robert Rodriguez. It was an ex- a thought experiment. Um, like, Just them two makes me want to see it now. Yeah. Um, and there was another lead actress. I can't remember her name at the moment. But basically, they filmed this entire movie. It, they said it's only about 50, 60 minutes long. But the tagline is it's the film you'll never see because it doesn't come out for 100 years from 21, 2015. So that's literally how it's going to be dropped, supposedly? Yeah. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, I'm assuming he has a copy of this. Or maybe it's in a uh, time capsule and it's going to release. Uh, well, something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. A, supposedly this movie will, will be released in 2115. <laughs> All right, when I text him, I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to get an advanced screening. I'll ask him. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, you can come 20 years earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you got to take it in 50 years, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to text you back and be like, tell those guys to stop telling yeah. stories about me. They don't know <laughs> shit about me. I actually all. heard about this podcast, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and get it. He's like, Michael, come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> be like in Tropic Thunder. He'll tell you, be like, you see those guys? Go up there and punch them <laughs> in the face. Which yeah. one are you use key grip? Yeah. <laughs> punch him in the face. Like Ron Rodriguez said. <laughs> but I also back it up. Don't quote me on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm quoting Google, so quote me all you want. It's kind of like that old thing where you can get away with it by saying to somebody, no offense first before you Oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just talked to, uh, uh, I don't know if you interviewed Andrew or not. He did 150 grade which is a beautiful film by the way um and we were talking about that last night like you know those things that you yeah yeah we did we talked to him yesterday oh he's, he's a with, beautiful with all due respect like, that him. doesn't mean you get no, to say like, whatever um, uh, uh what was the other one like not to be an asshole or uh, or um 
I, I don't want to lie, but you know, like I'm not lying. I, 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 you know, like all these things. Like, why would you say? So, like, basically, you're telling me that usually you do lie to me. And right. <laughs> yeah. One time, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Or you say I the compliment. You. you say the compliment. And with that said, now oh, I'm yeah. gonna say what I really think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Having said that, Larry David used to do a bit on that. He's like, you know, just say, you know, you say what you want and be like, having said that, so I give you a bunch of compliments. <laughs> having said that's that, you're you still an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You're still an asshole. That's, yeah. 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 still an asshole. <laughs> that's how you give someone compliments on their work. They're like, this is their. But that one, you know. You gotta do that. You gotta, you gotta mm. add that. And at the end, you say something nice again. Yep. So if you just say the shitty thing in the middle, yep. don't forget it. It's like yep. closes it off. Yeah. It's kind of like a bank account. You know, you take a withdrawal and you de- deposit something nice in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you the com- the compliment sandwich. You... you say something nice, criticism, something nice. <laughs> yeah. That, there, there is a such thing uh, that exists in Hollywood as a compliment sandwich. Tell me something nice about my work. Tell me whatever you want, and then close with something nice on my work. Yep. That's it. That's actually from a movie, and I'm trying to remember what it's from. Uh, I, I found it from Family Guy. Oh, it, wasn't okay. from, it wasn't from Cloverfield Lane, because you <laughs> slept yeah. there. Because <laughs> you fell asleep. Or Gross Blake Lake. Oh, please don't. <laughs> oh, anyways, so... Getting back to this here, because... <laughs> See, this is this is the part of our show. We, we, we have to, you know, force ourselves not to physically harm Patrick at some point in the episode. So <laughs> he's, he's seen quite a few movies, but not nearly as much as... Those two. The normal... Masses have seen, you know, <laughs> like, who enjoy movies. Who, you know, Maybe he just falls out. asleep at them. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that weed. Yeah, stop, smoking <laughs> weed. stop smoking weed. You gotta do it like in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Just get up halfway, hit the bong. Like, all right, the rest of this movie is gonna be. You, have to, you have to keep it going. It's like like getting like having beers in the morning. You have to go the rest of the day. <laughs> That's know? a relatable metaphor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't just stop dre drinking. No. Absolutely. No. I had a beer. I'm screwed now. Yep. Like I gotta keep going. Yeah. I'm gonna get a hangover. Stop now. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Hangover before the starty, party starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. switch the words around. Everybody. I don't even. I don't even want this. Well, why are you drinking? Because I don't want a hangover. Worse. I have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Fiz- I'm in it now. I don't drink because I want to. I just <laughs> I have to. I'm in. I don't want to feel the way I'm going to when I stop drinking. Yeah. Right. So just don't stop. Yeah. yeah. You just don't like like leaving Las Vegas like Nicholas Cage just yeah. drinking fucking vodka. Oh in the shower, my God. Just Pounding it. Yeah, man. That was an intense movie. Dude, that was. It's like... That was... I would say one of his most intense movies, Dude, in my that, opinion. I love as far as character that. driven. He, yeah. Oh, he was amazing. Amazing. He just did this interview recently. He said his favorite role that he ever did was uh, Pig. Okay. But I would... I would. Those are on the same kind of lines. Yeah. I like people that are outrageous and you see them act... Not normal, but like in something real. When you get Jim Carrey in a role or you get Adam Sandler in Red Balloon or you do these... These these are punch truck love and you do these. Yeah. That's what it is. Red balloon. Why am I saying? Isn't there something red that Adam Sandler did? So well, not red, but he did. He did do Tom Anderson did with him. He did do a movie called Rain Over Me. I don't know if it was red anything, but that one was a serious Adam Sandler movie. There's another that one, one I'll have to look up afterwards and tell you guys. I, I think I think that one was the one after like he was that was after 9 11. Yeah, that, that was one? where yeah. he lost his uh, wife and kids yeah. in the film. In the film, you know, yeah. and he go, just goes to a dissociative uh, personality. But he's like very much like that, that punch drunk love personality. He's just socially awkward. But in punch yeah. drunk love, he was just kind of born that way, and that's how he was. He was all those, messed up. Those people just know like Robin Williams and and uh, uh, Photo Booth and yeah, like, dude, like with taking these characters and like Spotless Mind and, yep. and, and and just watching what they can do. Some of them, they, that's what they used to do. That's what uh, William uh, Billy Wilder did in the day. He would take like comedians to do serious roles yep. and and. Put them in dramatic roles. Yep. You know? Well, I, I mean, I was—I didn't really like the movie so much, but like Vince Vaughn and Psycho. Yeah. Like, you think Vince Vaughn today is like 
He's 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 gonna drop a bunch of lines at you. He's gonna be in that you know slapstick comedy movie. But like you look at him in Psycho, like how did he pull this off? Like he he does have range. I need to see it. (laughs) I get I don't get angry, but I just sometimes when something comes out again, I'm like, yeah, it Mm. takes me a minute sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm usually disappointed. Yeah, like they're talking about remaking Casablanca right now. Like that's the worst idea that I think I've heard so far. Oh my god! Still to this day is rated as one of the greatest scripts ever written. Dude, and they wrote it as they went. They didn't have an ending when they started, yep. and they yeah. wrote every day on set. And it, some of the most repeated lines in yep. history are from that. Every time Family Guy repeats a line from a movie, it's from that movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe it was twin brothers, correct? That wrote it. I think there were it was two. It was two brothers. I want to say there were twins that wrote that movie. Another one we have to look up afterwards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of homework to do. Got man, a, lot of, a lot of homework. We got to talk about this party tonight. We have to revisit all of this stuff <laughs> after the the redrink of undrunken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We've we've been telling everybody. The mics are off after 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a shit show. Luckily, yeah. it's not live. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know what's happening right now. Is it? No, right? No, no, no. no, no. We're not live. Oh, I mean, if it, you know, yeah. Right, there you go. right, right. edit out all the good parts. So you guys will have, like, talking for four hours and have three minutes worth of content. There you exactly. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's like making a short film, you know? Keep yeah. it short and sweet. Get all the best. Do it. That's how you make a short film. You shoot seven and a half hours worth of footage, and you shrink it down to ten minutes. There you go. <laughs> But it's with your iPhone, so you're not you know, yeah. spending money on you know totally. stuff. Right, right. So I didn't know when I started shooting. I don't shoot on my iPhone anymore. Um, but I didn't know that after thirty, you know, after a certain amount of time, it starts not wanting to do what it's supposed to do. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you have to switch after thirty minutes, at least with the ten. That's when it worked. After thirty minutes, you're done. Okay. So. I think the the. I think that was a real, they took a hit on that because the new iPhone 14, there was a whole commercial about like a whole film set just using three iPhones to shoot this. Yeah, yeah. So see, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they got rid of that. The, Probably the, now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't tried it again, you know, so. Apple's like, unless all these filmmakers want to start, geek, you know, kicking back on <laughs> percentage of what they make on the back end. They do. Apple, you need to work on your camera to take pictures. If you're listening, I'm sure you're not, along with Martin Rodriguez. But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. Don't quote me on I'm that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, they need to fix their camera. Go the Android. Video recording is great, <laughs> but taking pictures, like, mm, unfortunately, the Android kind of. Yep. Hell yeah. 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 The way I see the Android taking pictures sometimes, I'm like, you do that with your Android? Like, what? And you're close and there's no blur and you do 15 times zoom and you can. What? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Apple until you want to be a sponsor, then um, we'll delete this. I don't care if my texts are green. Yeah. (laughs) I have your phone, Apple, I swear. (laughs) I don't need to know if you read my message or not. (laughs) I turn turn mine off. No one ever knows. Oh yeah, you can turn it off. That's that's creepy, dude. I don't want to know. Like mm-hmm. people, I don't. It I goes want to know somewhere else. Red. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, because they know you're looking at it. Like that's why, like LinkedIn freaks me out a little bit. They can tell you look at their profile. I'm like shit, I just pressed on their profile. The other thing, I'm stalking them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on Instagram, you can go back and look at them, creeping on them all yeah. you want. You know, as long as you don't double tap. Yeah. No man. <laughs> if you're like trying to be careful, just swiping yep. and not touching it. Oh my god, you just. <laughs> Like something and it was a dirty picture. Oh, it like, was from right. three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And then your like history and your wife finds it. And 
<laughs> Technology is so stressful. Oh, it is. Yeah. And, and, and deleting stuff doesn't even work because it's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it, it just doesn't. You it's delete. there, it's there. It's there. Would you like to look at your previous search history? No, no, no. Google actively emails me saying, this is the timeline of where you've been the last month. You want to approve it? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, stop it. <laughs> I, have to tell, I have to tell these guys, go old school. Don't send dick pics to your girlfriend. Take a Polaroid like you, like you should have yeah, a mailer. Yeah. <laughs> Take a Polaroid. No, the new thing is asshole pics, dude. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Snapchat. It's deleted once you view it. Yeah, think it's so. It's still out there. It's yeah. out there, man. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I, yeah I, I heard that was the new thing, and that's why bleaching's so big right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been awesome, man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're going to have to wrap up in a minute, but uh, is there anything else you want to promote while you're here? Anything so, you got coming up as repeat well? Repeat my film. It's sunny outside. Um, right now, it is part of an anthology. It didn't get picked up for distribution. I'm not, I must say that at festivals. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have got it. But anyway, yeah. it did. It's part of an anthology. Um, it's called... Uh, this one I gotta look up. I'm sorry. No, sorry. no, no, no. By all means, I'm also saying sorry if the filmmaker's listening. Uh, uh, it, it's yeah, called, he's not apologizing. To us, yeah, wait. no, we do. I, I do have to do it. Fables, Fables for the Witching Hour. Okay, okay. And it's on Amazon Prime right now. You can get it. It's an anthology, and it's sunny outside. Is on there. Okay. And what the cool thing is though, they got picked up, and as long as uh, Tubi's not listening, you can. Um, I always think everyone's late. Maybe I'm just really paranoid. Anyways, I can get it redistributed also as the short and have it on both ends. Yeah, nice. okay. So um, it's called Fables from the Witching Hour. It's sunny outside as part of it. And we just wrapped principal on something up called A Walk. Um, we got like four more things coming up through the summer. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of shit. Yeah. Nice. So I've been working heavily on creating my team out here because I believe in working with people that you love and appreciate and respect. Mm-hmm. And that's been part of my journey here. Just I saw you people. talking to Ben. They're a great uh, Scatterbrother production. I love Ben. Yeah. Like, we've been meeting to get together for a minute. I'm happy it did the way it did. We were out all night last night hanging out. We smoked some cigars. We talked. We're talking again. We're going to go hang out. Like, they're beautiful people. The people yeah, that yeah. run this, the Scatterbrothers, they're fantastic. Yeah. Ben and Doug are beautiful human beings. Like, I love 100%. them. 100%. Yep. Dude, they're They're the ones amazing. that got us all into this. And, like, Doug will come in. He's come on offline on our show a couple times mm-hmm. and you know come to the apartment and hung out and did a, did a couple shows with us before so That's just cool. just to join and just bullshit with us like hey yeah. we're gonna talk about um zombies today i don't know yeah. whatever it is he's like all right i'm in let's talk about them. <laughs> that's awesome but yeah so it's very cool and uh thank you again for taking the time thank to talk so to us this has been really really cool yeah, awesome yeah. joined us yeah i love um, it i appreciate you guys so we'll keep everybody up to date we're gonna take a quick break and then you know do a couple rounds and wait for another couple films to get out but we will have some more interviews for you guys later uh but for now this movie talks and chill we are your hosts i'm tony serrano gavin butts patrick wall and our special guest michael robert kessler awesome guys take care all right, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Talks and Chill, Sunscreen Film Festival. Still day three. Everything's rocking and rolling. Um, getting later in the day, but we've still got a lot of interviews to go. So we are your hosts. I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Buzz. I am Patrick Wall. And we have some special guests with us. If you'd like to introduce yourselves. My name is Renee Warmack. I'm a Tampa native, a University of South Florida alumna. Woo-hoo! And, uh, yeah, producer, director, writer. And um, here with my spouse, Sandy Evelyn. I'm Sandy Evelyn, her spouse and film editor. Very nice, very nice. Um, so what brings you to Sunscreen? What have you got going on here? So a music <laughs> video that we produced, she edited, I directed, um, called It's Game Time, is going to show Sunday okay. nice. at 4.30 in the uh, Sundial AMC. 
and it is a music video that has a very special song uh, in it. It's Game Time is a sports anthem, hip-hop song, mm -hmm. and it's a clean rap-like song. <laughs> so there's no profanity. It's just a really wholesome song. And um, it got its start where a clip of it was shown in a movie called Because of Sam that I also produced oh, and, okay, okay. and that Sandy edited. So the really amazing thing about both of these pieces uh, are, is that it focuses on people with down, who were born with Down syndrome. And uh, Because of Sam ends with this upbeat clip of this It's Game Time song. Okay. And I always had it in my mind that I would make a, a music video with the song. And so after we completed Because of Sam, we produced the It's Game Time music video and the entire song is heard. And we have the mayor of the city of Tampa in the music video along with the rock star uh, individuals who were born with Down syndrome from Gigi's Playhouse, which is a Down syndrome, non, it's a nonprofit um, organization that helps people who were born with Down syndrome. It also has Michael Clayton, former Buccaneer, former nice. LSU standout. He won a national championship with LSU, won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants, and retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, very it's, nice. It's, Very that's cool. awesome. That's all, you said it premieres tomorrow, 4.30, correct? Yes. At the AMC? Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Well, congratulations getting it here. Thank you. Uh, that is fantastic. Uh, we've, we've gotten to interview quite a few different people from all spectrums and, and all different styles of movies. And we've actually had a couple that actually have some very, you know, <coughs> very serious subject matter to them. Um, you know, bringing awareness to uh, mm -hmm. different situations, different uh, ailments or, you know, illnesses and, uh, and mental illnesses so um, it's always good to see that that mixture and, and it's constantly growing and just making awareness so that that's fantastic what you said you made because of Sam as well um, so with the themes of that what what kind of got you into those types of projects so like what was your inspiration to want to do those sure I'm an underdog um, <laughs> my life growing up had some challenges mm -hmm. and I love helping people uh, achieve their dreams I, helping them uh, overcome and uh, so I lean towards films and things that are inspirational that encourage other people so my first film was 10 at the top in Tampa Bay which it highlighted 10 female leaders that were at the helm at the top of government institutions in 2007 and um, that was my first film ever nice. so I fell in love with filmmaking then <laughs> and went on to make a couple more and um next film is going to be about historic theaters in tampa which is sort of an underdog story mm -hmm. because these are pieces that um uh, buildings that have been destroyed or repurposed and in tampa we have the single screen theater that still stands from 1926 is the tampa theater so um just just really tampa history um tampa stories and encouraging inspirational pieces what I really like to focus on and Sandy um, and and I've got it's game time also in Dunedin Film Festival okay. recently if you'll tell them about the audience <clears throat> award yeah it won the audience award which was oh, <laughs> congratulations. in our minds is one of the best awards you can win because they got to vote on it absolutely tell them though where the inspiration for because of Sam actually came from the actual movie itself what what sure. what prompted you to actually do that movie so because of Sam um, came about because Sam Piazza, the star, I saw him in the Tampa Tribune in 2009. Oh he had won Homecoming King in Gaither High School in Tampa. 
and I didn't know him. And he was in the newspaper with this hat, and I'm like, read the story, and I was just, I got to meet this guy. And this is, this would be a great movie. He needs to be lifted up. These are things I want to shine light on, right? Mm-hmm. So I tracked down his mom and um, told him, I'm, you know, I was a new filmmaker. I, I'd made a couple of documentaries and uh, got their permission and started working on it. You know, and we didn't have money to get it really done, but got some great footage in the can, put it on the shelf for a while. And, you know, I never left, uh, I never stopped being in touch with the family. But um, in 2017, I found out that Sam was working down the street from me in North Tampa at a PDQ restaurant. And I thought that perhaps if I reconnected with the family again and said in PDQ and see if they would um, help get some media and help Mm -hmm. us get some fundraising going that um, maybe we could get it done. Mm -hmm. And in the meanwhile, I married a film editor (laughs) that it all kind of (laughs) fell in place. And so... um, it, we, we got it done and we sold out Tampa Theater in 2019 right before COVID and um, ended up getting it up on Vimeo so people could see it because of COVID mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we have an educational program that we present with it and curriculum that we've created and um, take it into organizations and show the film. It's a 50 minute documentary and Sandy did a wonderful job editing it. It's exciting yeah. sitting up in the in the projection booth and and Renee had worked really hard at doing the media and getting people to find out about the film and come out and see it. And here we are up in the projection. I had never done a film officially or professionally like I had done this. And I'm up there in the little teeny square <laughs> looking through <laughs> with the projectionist as he's you know putting the film into the, uh, the machine. And then to show it and you hear the sound that I helped to create and the video that I helped to put together and just to be amazed that it actually elevates into having such a gorgeous theater. And then to hear the people laughing when they're supposed to laugh and crying when they're supposed to cry and cheering at the end and we got a standing ovation and it was magical. It was just, it was an amazing experience. That's amazing. WWE superstar Titus Mm O'Neil is in the film. Oh, wow. And he's a local local guy, and we have a great scene that we shot on the first take, and Sandy edited beautifully, where he walks into the YMCA and surprises Sam. Because Sam has a third degree, first degree black belt in karate. He lifts weights at the YMCA. He was the manager of the basketball team in high school. I mean, he's a real, just a real amazing, amazing person. And so I knew he liked WWE. Mm-hmm. So we figured out how to get um, Thaddeus Bullard as his human regular name and his mm-hmm. stage name is uh, do you know Titus O'Neil? Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. So yep. he's really, really popular. We had him walk in and surprise him mm. and just totally nailed it. And it's sort of near the end of the movie so, um, uh, because of Sam. And again, that's the documentary okay. that yeah. um, kind of the It's Game Time music video was born out of. Gotcha. Okay. That's really cool. You kind of create like one project out of another. You know, it's like yeah. saying, hey, the story isn't over yet. We can, we can, tell more and also create another version of this story through a different medium. Yeah, we did. And, and, and if it looks up Gigi's Playhouse, builds awareness around that, inclusion, and anyone I, I feel that watches, they're just inspired from, from both, both of the films. And uh, it's game time is also, I became a music publisher for that one song <laughs> because I had the rights to it through making the movie. And um, then when I did the music video, I'm like, at the same time when we premiered, the, the song, um, we got it up on the uh, digital platform. So you can mm. actually 
you can go work out at your YMCA to it's game time. Okay, I highly awesome. recommend that. So, um, that, um, uh, what platform is it? YouTube, Spotify. The uh, the song you can get on all those, all of them. Yeah, okay. like iTunes, Apple, yeah. iTunes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's uh, exciting. There's a lot to learn as a small filmmaker. You know, indie filmmaker. All of that is you know it takes a lot of lawyers to do it right and. With the music video uh, <coughs> debuting at Dunedin International Film Festival, and obviously you're here at Sunscreen showing off this great piece of work. Um, if people aren't at these film festivals, well, are they still able to find it somewhere? They can go to reneewarmackproductions.com okay. and um, contact me there, and I can share, you know, there's ways that they can find okay. that. And because of sam.com. Because is dedicated to that one as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. And I'm sorry if I missed this, but did you say um, who's performing the song itself? I would love to say who's performing oh, okay. the song, <laughs> and I didn't know how much time we had, but as um, much time as you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, really, whole another story that's really key is Tommy Cicero wrote the lyrics and he sings the song. Okay. And Shorn to SC Callahan is in Tampa. And he wrote the music and created the master recording. And when we were working on the, the film, uh, because of Sam, and those two guys had never met, and I'd never met the um, Tommy. He was in Chicago. Uh-huh. So there was a, a virtual um, creative endeavor that took place where um, they had uh, Tommy go into a studio up in Chicago. I contracted with a studio up there, lay down the tracks and th- send them down to us. Shorn in Tampa created the music to go with it and created the master. And I'm the publisher, and um, the and own you know both of these movies now. And so getting that song out there again mm. when you watch it, you're going to want to dance. But another key <laughs> part to it's game time that I really think is important to express to filmmakers and I believe brand-wise locally for it's game time <clears throat> is all three of the big sports teams in Tampa are in the uh, music video. So we've got Raymond uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays, Thunderbug oh, okay. um, from the Lightning, and then... Um, the, in the, for the Bucks, we have um, the flag. The flag. Mm. All of that's called intellectual property, and, and the logos are things you don't just throw in your movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I got permission from every sports team, legal document, and they signed off on, on that. So it truly is a Tampa Bay anthem, in mm. my opinion. But okay. we've got, you know, I'd love for even the Chicago Bulls. Tommy's up in Chicago. We did fly him down and met him for the first time for the music video. So he literally is the, the one in the music video. Um, singing i also uh, look forward to you, you guys seeing it oh, oh yeah come on sunday well you guys should have uh, hosted part of the, one of those workshops they did the the legal one right yep. about like yeah. You know, yeah all about like across the board like different legalities within film and those filmmaking. are so important those workshops are <laughs> they're so important and today um i was on the uh chicks making flicks work oh you panel. That brunch. i was on there <laughs> oh, and okay. one of my lawyers who came over from orlando was on it with us and we really put some truth bombs out there and laid down some facts and it was exciting to watch um, people's eyes light up because I know the struggle and journey is hard when you're not born into money or you win the lottery for how do you not just make a film but how do you make it legit and monetize 
and imparting that knowledge is so important and that's what we did and hopefully that's what this uh Podcast does too. Nice. We've Absolutely. been talking about chicks yeah. making flicks all day, just trying to promote that and let people know. We that, sold it out. Yeah, oh, did you? It was standing room only. Yeah, it was. Sold yeah, out. we were talking to Doug Tershart, um, one of the program directors, and we were like, "How do you? We, we we may have a friend who may want to join us. You know, if it's sold out." And he's like, "I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was yesterday." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you mind if I speaking of that though? Like, I know, just kind of give us a couple bullet point topics that are brought up in in chicks making flicks because. Sure. We met, we brought up we talked about it, what we thought it was based on the brief description you know that they give you but if you sure. can give us a couple bullet points so that for the future we can let people know. Well, Sandy a... was Sandy was in the audience and got to to be a part of it. Oh, and, nice. And, yeah, it well it, they do a theme I guess every year. So this one was about music, which mm, was okay. very fortunate for us because that's what our <coughs> film is about this year. So it was about. Um, Victoria Jorgensen moderated it, and she asked, she's a local filmmaker, and she wanted to bring all kinds of questions to the table about, um, you know, music in movies. So the legalities of it, where do you get your music, how do you pick the music, Um, so some people are doing stock audio and stock music, going to the libraries, some people are getting local composers to do it, to put it together. Um, and then Renee was able to talk about that and also touch on the legalities of it because she's really gotten into the meat and potatoes of that and has learned it by doing these movies. And then the lawyer, Davy J, who was there, she also, a lot of people were picking her brain to get information because I think a lot of filmmakers don't realize how many things you have to get licensed in order to make your movie legal if you want to monetize it or even sometimes if you want to get it into a film festival. So Renee... I keep telling her I think you're the local expert now because she's she's ta- she's worked with three different attorneys that are niched and this is what they teach and this is what they do all okay. the time. So she's had some really good attorneys teach her. So she's been schooled by um, using them as her attorneys through these movies. So sure. she she really knows a lot. And one thing I I, I came up with today is an important. I, I created an acronym around uh, three words that are really important. Three phrases that have to do whether it's content or uh, music um, Tia okay that's um, throughout the universe in perpetuity all media okay Did you make movies no, <coughs> no. just talk yeah. about them okay. a long time ago yeah. a so, long time ago and it doesn't matter anything sound or, or anything so those are the three things that in order for you to have full rights to something um, just always remember Tia and that that's okay. um, uh, important and expensive if it's going to be something that obviously is like a song that is um, for example I got a very very famous classic rock song and clip in the beginning of Because of Sam you know the pretenders mm-hmm. so a clip of the of song shows up there in the very beginning it opens up with a splash because I wanted this movie Sam's very dynamic mm-hmm. I, and Tampa's really cool and I wanted it to be a real big splash so and show that this film that People think, oh, well, it's about people with disabilities. They may feel like it's sad, but it, it is a movie that's inspirational, and it showcases his life. And this m- music opens it up with, uh, you know, a, a great shot of Tampa and this great song. Um, so it's not easy to do that to get to get that kind of those kinds of rights. 
And not, you know, not every lawyer that tells you, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can help you with that. It's a very, they can't always. It's a very niche world, lawyers are. So I advise anyone, be sure you get a music, somebody that's really smart and expertise in music, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's not just, oh, any business lawyer can go over here and know how to deal with, you know, music rights or yeah. the licensing and things like that. No, it's definitely a lot of information you need to have <clears throat> going into anything. Like, he says to me all the time, like, we'll always have ideas. Like, maybe we'll put, like, a, a couple soundbite clips, you know, like they do in radio shows. And, like, we might want to check on the yeah, legality the of I that. check and into, like, what to. copyright law is, <laughs> like, it's up to 20 Absolutely. seconds sometimes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. sometimes yeah. it's slower. Sometimes so, you can maybe go up to 30. So, basically, we haven't decided to do anything like that until we really get that real solid legal information. I'm not smart right. enough to go to law school yet. <laughs> well, so. and, and remember, until you start making money and monetizing, a lot of times people don't even bother you. And so just because you're not being bothered or, or sued doesn't mean it's right. Okay? Yeah. yeah, right. So don't be, don't be deceived. <clears throat> That's but why I we think... haven't touched that yet. But yeah. if we really want to, well, at least yeah. I do. Yeah. But... Well, Davy J, one mm -hmm. of the panelists today, was. Yeah. she's wonderful. She works remotely very well. She's in Orlando. But talk about a little bit on the, the timing with the music um, and your editing, you know, with both pieces. Right. Well, one of the neat things with the timing is... Cause we started as we're going down the road to get the legalities of getting this pretender song is we were thinking, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it, budget it and afford it. And I really fought for keeping the song because there's a clip that we do with the newscasters talking to Renee and Sam about the upcoming movie. So we put that in the movie and just as the part of the song that says a message of love, they actually say it the newscasters say it and it Which was a was big a coincidence, coincidence because they said it yeah. and I didn't realize it until I laid down the song mm. so the other part obviously is you know when you're trying to set the mood for a song you want to make sure that the timing timing is everything you want to make sure the beats we did a yeah. montage at the end with either video or photos of Sam's life so you're watching as you you got really emotional throughout the movie yeah. you now want to get emotional with the music yep. so I timed it and, and I'm a real stickler for that and, and you know it's game time as well yeah oh so yeah, talk, oh, the, yeah. The music well, video that's in this festival yeah talk. I had to I said listen we're not even we're not doing hardly any um, you know narrative or any discussion it's mostly the song mm -hmm. so this video has to land on the beats it has to you know we take that for granted a lot of times but yeah. it makes or breaks the way oh, the video comes across 100%. imagine yeah. if i had the tiger was playing when he was yeah. arguing with his girlfriend exactly. instead of running up yeah. the steps right yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly the tone of that one scene <laughs> yeah. but you're afraid for her life yeah <laughs> yeah but it's fun it can be tedious but it's it's fun to get that beat right on the Right on the right spot, and it's rewarding when you do. Oh, it's oh, it's it's very rewarding, and and I tend to luck out a lot because sometimes no, it just she's happens, very talented. But she's very talented. It's, it's not fun. That's my. It's that's, yeah. very talented. And you edited Premiere. Premiere Pro. Yeah, that's what for I the most part. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. He argues yeah. the Apple version is better. No, I said depending <laughs> on what platform you're using. <laughs> See, now he's changed. No, See, it's I'm not. Because, because, because I Here's, use both. Because I use both because I have a virtual sure. Mac on my PC, so sure. I can switch back and forth. Sure. And it honestly, it's not even necessarily that. It's just what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. It really, the, the, the platform doesn't matter as long as you can produce what you need to produce. And the third one to throw into the mix, which I've been looking at a lot, a lot of filmmakers are, is DaVinci. 
Okay. So it's it's, it's, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's inexpensive. It is, and it's an all-in-one, and it, it is the standard for colorizing films. Yep. So now they've just decided to make it a complete nonlinear editor. And okay. it's a nice package the way that they put it together. So. I've heard a lot of people are starting to switch over to that. Yep. Very nice. Um, so I'm going to ask you just a couple quick questions about the, the festival itself. So you're local. Um, but how did you kind of get in sunscreen, like hear about sunscreen? Good question. Let us know. Yeah, um, Julie uh, Chalou um, is a volunteer locally and a filmmaker, and she helps run festivals, Mm. and she's amazing. Um, I met her through DIFF, Dunedin Mm. International Film Festival, where we won the Audience Award for its game time, and um, she loved it, and she said, you need to submit to sunscreen film festival so that's exactly how that happened very nice um, so we were very excited networking is so important Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. filmmaking and i think um you know when you have a burning desire to tell a story or to change the world with your film you have to put your ego on the shelf and be vulnerable and reach out and talk to people um like sandy encouraged me to come across the room and say what are those guys yeah. doing over there looks like they're doing a podcast yep, i yep. think you should ask them and see if you can get in there so here we are and that's what we've we've had to do that so sometimes we've had people kind of come up and be like hey what are you guys doing some people are looking for you know the, the swag table and they end up finding us and it, it was a happy accident and you know a lot of times we'll go downstairs but the problem is we try to find you know filmmaker badges yeah. and a lot of people's are like ours they just flip around so we're like who do we go up to Awkward, you know yes, I mean, yes, you could just yes. walk up to anybody sure, but it's sure. weird walking up to someone and saying oh okay well did you have anything here okay we're like oh, we don't need to talk to you <laughs> flip your badge I mean, over. we will okay. talk to everyone don't get us wrong if it's if we're doing on the on the, our regular show outside the film festival we'll talk to anybody but our main goal here is to highlight the talented filmmakers and people that are working on the films and the film festival itself. So sometimes, you know, we have run into situations like that. So can I tell you, um, because we're in St. Pete, I would like to plug this, um, this vision, uh, because we do have all the sports teams in that music video. Um, and that song, it's game time is amazing. I would love for us to be able to get its game time on the Jumbotron at a Rays game. If you listen to the lyrics, and you'll understand. And uh, have Gigi's Playhouse, uh, the Down Syndrome community and, and adults who are born with Down Syndrome that are the cast, come to a game, be treated for to a big a big night or day the rays are killing it right now yep. yes, like 20 are. and 5 or something or yeah they're definitely winning by football thought this was a baseball game <laughs> and, and to have one of the players maybe adopt it as a uh, license to adopt it as a walk-up song you know how players have a walk-up song yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if they still do that do they still do that they still do like, it sometimes I haven't yeah. been to a game yet yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going until yeah. May so I'll ask my friend he goes like every game we're going May 20th to a game so okay. yeah yeah but the, you know the song really you know tommy is amazing he's an amazing songwriter in chicago and then tommy sister that i told you about and um you know shorn uh to a c callahan in tampa did an amazing job with the music and um people love it and then when we put it to video and we created a story around it um you know the the music video has um the three main guys that are actually uh sam nick and david who are in because of sam they also are in it's game time playing basketball i got some tear away uniforms or that they tear away <laughs> one of the dads drives them up in a dark bmw 
as the driver, he mm. acts as the driver. Michael Clayton is on the sidelines being the referee. Um, Jane Castor, former uh, University of Tampa basketball player, our mayor in Tampa, comes in and starts playing basketball with him. And we all um, just uh, really enjoyed it, putting it together. And like I said, um, Sandy did a great job editing it. And Cherie Johnson here in Tampa, she did some shooting on it as well. And um, uh, Tammy Roebuck, which is a local um, uh, filmmaker as well. So I miss anybody. Oh, and uh, um, Cameron um, in Tampa as well as a filmmaker who shot some too. And so I know you said your film <clears throat> is airing or premiering tomorrow. Yes. Uh, you're here now, so let me ask you this about the festival. How's your experience been here, like at Sunscreen? Oh, it's been great. <clears throat> yeah, the the movies are great quality. Uh, I think it's well organized. I like the fact that they've got all the movies set up right here. So it's been easy to get to. Um, enjoyed the the brunch that we had today. That was fun. Very educational. So it, it's been great. Wonderful yeah, networking. Wonderful networking. Yeah. And I encourage filmmakers, no matter where you are on the continuum of learning, go to film festivals, watch films, introduce yourself to people. It, nobody knows everything about making films or music rights and all that. And I just really encourage people, you know, to just just really. Um, take action towards your goals and, and, and go to these events and these are amazing amazing opportunities here in our Tampa Bay area so we're real thrilled that we're evolving as a film destination here absolutely that's that's been the consensus about everybody with, with the area and it's constantly growing so yeah we can we couldn't agree more the only thing is I wish the, the parties were a little <coughs> earlier yeah because I'm I'm getting older. I'm not a spring chicken, <laughs> right? I, I, I wish they were earlier, too. Like I'm, I'm usually in bed when these things are beginning. Yeah, I'm trying to stay <laughs> awake because, like, I love karaoke, and tonight's party is supposed to have karaoke at, yep. at 9 o'clock. Also, let's have an arcade Coastal. machine. I'm looking and, forward uh, to that. An arcade machine, too. A couple of them, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, One of the I'm trying to stay oh, awake for that. That's but awesome. the awards uh, ceremonies tonight. It yeah. starts at 9 o'clock. same, yeah. And just a little tidbit inside info for you. So Tony Armour, who is the founder of Sunscreen. Yes. I've heard he does... Some pretty mean karaoke at okay, those well, things, so he'll be there he may do that. I'm we not can, sure. Again, I don't want to do speak a duet. for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, uh, letting us know, letting the audience know, you know, what you're working on. Um, again, congratulations. Thank Great you. subject you. matter. Uh, wish you. you nothing but the best. Hope you thank win you. another award. Um, and. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. So we'll be around tomorrow as well. Great. Okay. So if we happen to be walking by, right. stop by, say okay. hi. You Thank know, you. we always uh, welcome people. And since you are in the area, you know, let's get some contact information. Collaborate. And maybe in the yeah. future, if you want to um, uh, promote anything, you can always reach out to Absolutely. us, email or whatnot. We'll be happy to do that. We love uh, promoting everybody in my born and raised area That's so awesome. uh, so again thank you again uh everybody we will be back in a little bit again day three of the sunscreen film festival still rocking and rolling a lot more content to go over uh, but we're going to take a little break for right now for movie talks and chill we are your hosts i'm tony serrano i'm Gavin butts and i'm patrick wall and our special guests renee warmack and sandy Avalith. all right guys take care don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. 
Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.